1: Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Didi Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, I'm here today with the Raw Dog Food Pet Nutritionist, Neely Piazza. How are you today, Dr. Piazza? <laughs> I'm good. Don't call me that. <laughs> you should have been. I'm not a doctor, folks, but <laughs> I might you, as well be. <laughs> you just stop short of it. That's all you just yeah, stopped just a little bit short. <laughs> yeah, well you're kind of a doctor of of homeopathy, homeopathy, acupressure, uh you've got nutrition. Nutrition at the wazoo. I think I don't think that I don't think that anybody knows more than you about pet nutrition. I really don't. I mean, well, I thank you. I know. I know, but I just call it as I see it, right? You're just amazing. You're just amazing. <laughs> Uh, all right. So here's what I want to ask you about. So there are, there are some people there were, there was an article that came out and it caught your, you and I's attention because, um, we, we have some pet parents who think that they can give aspirin to dogs, aspirin to dogs. And we want to make sure that, you know, they're not doing something that could be detrimental to their pet. So uh what say you on aspirin for dogs besides no? Uh,
0: yeah, definitely don't give them aspirin.
1: There's um
0: and I actually learned that a long long time ago from an old school vet back when they actually taught them real things. Um but you know, it's the same as it's not good for people either. That whole thing that um 1918 influenza epidemic a good portion of deaths that happened there were from overdoses of aspirin um bear's patent on aspirin had just run out and so they were given given these guys like handfuls and handfuls of aspirin and they were bleeding out they had blood in their lungs and um all kinds of things and um so you know it can be can be seriously toxic. It's definitely um can cause ulcers. Um yeah, don't don't go there. It's not aspirin's not safe. It's not uh, um it's not a good answer. Go with um go with arnica, which is a homeopathic or um white willow bark, which is um the the herbal the the real um the real product that aspirin actually came from. Um what's,
1: what's it called? Willow, white bark? willow bark. White yeah. white, willow, white bark. willow
0: bark, yeah. Okay. Um and it just sort of depends on what you're using it for. But yeah, it's definitely not not a safe thing to give
1: well, dog. here here's some of the six risky effects of aspirin for dogs. Can slow healing or damage joint cartilage. Yeah, we don't want to do that. It can harm. Inseds
0: do that as well. Just just by the way, and NSAIDs are the
1: pain relievers.
0: Non, yeah, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. So, um, stuff like Rimadyl,
1: Carprofen, Vetprofen. Car-
0: yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly,
0: and um Tylenol and advil, and all those things too, Of course, you would never give that to a dog either, but um we, we, and yeah. all these things are true with people as well. I mean, if you're taking advil or Tylenol because you have joint pain, you're exacerbating the problem,
1: yep, it seems to be the norm, doesn't it <laughs> yep um all right the 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 other thing cause it can cause internal or external bleeding due to bleeding. Blood. Thinning properties, liver damage, Mm -hmm. reduced Mm -hmm. blood flow to kidneys, lower their function, and has been linked to cancer in human studies. So for Pete's sakes, people, let's don't give aspirin to dogs. Now, wait a second. Was that being insensitive? Because, you know, we had a review that said we were insensitive to new feeders.
0: Mm, I think that's being more informative.
1: Oh. Forcefully informative? (laughs) are we are we are are we insensitive i don't think so
0: i don't think we are i mean we call them as we see them right
1: yeah but a lot of people that do things don't think they really do it so are we just blind are we just insensitive Uh old hags you know
0: (laughs) Well, maybe we are, but we sure do have healthy dogs. So you know. <laughs> so <funny.
1: laughs> well, maybe we are. What old hags or or insensitive? insensitive. Okay, thanks for not saying we're old hags. No,
0: we're, yeah, we're we got about ten
1: that. ten more years before that, right?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, listen, we are sorry if we are insensitive. We just, um, I think. We just beat our heads against the wall day in and day out because we are trying our sphincterness to um, get the information out. And I was listening to uh, this this fabulous. I was talking about it on the on the podcast with Dr. Jason and I've got to send you this. I don't know if you get Epic TV or Epoch TV. Um, Needles, but I man, uh, you, you, I, I'll just send you the transcript. It's amazing what this guy was talking about. He works for Dale Big Tree, the ICANN group, and mm-hmm. he's the attorney for vaccine injury. And he was just talking oh, about Aaron this. Siri. Yeah. Aaron Siri, there you know him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know him. And um, his interview was amazing, just talking about this industry. And, you know, it's amazing and, and heart wrenching at the same time because he's like, look, um, they're huge. They've got a you know buttload of money, so uh yeah, we're probably not going to be able to overcome what they do, right They're still going to be in charge, they're still going to be but here's what he's fighting for. He's like, look, if you want to put everything and anything in your body, go ahead, but also let us and those of us that don't want to do that not do it. Don't mandate it, don't require it. And nobody's talking about what's happening in the dog world, Niels. Nobody, nobody's who's out there fighting for the dogs. We are. Dr. G yeah, Morgan we are. is, Dr. Jacek is. I mean, you've got Todd Cooney and Faulkner and there's there are not a lot of us when it's uh, put up against
0: when you come right down to it. But there right. are some that, you know, there are some fairly, fairly uh, big public people for sure um yeah like dr morgan she's probably of the better known people she's probably probably one of my favorites i don't agree with her on everything but i have to say over the last two or three ish years she has really turned a corner even further than she was before but um yeah and a lot of the a lot of guys that um are on are 100 percent on the right track are overseas you know like dr billinghurst and dr brady and dr thompson and those guys are all as far as food goes they're they're right on it they're not quite caught up
1: with the pharmaceutical end quite yet but um they're getting there well if you look at dr faulkner he's over in india who could touch him i mean they're like (laughs) How do we get yeah, him? Right? We get him right? Yeah. So so he pretty much uh, he he pretty much says it like it is, right? Oh, and Doctor Blanco, Doctor D Blanco, I love her. Yeah, she's a she's a
0: veterinary homeopath um, too, and um, she uh, uh, definitely supports raw feeding. And they call her Detox D. So she's a she's a really uh, good one too. She's not quite as big of a public name as some of the others but
1: yeah the um i want to ask you about a situation i had come up and then then i want to talk to you a little bit about homeopathy um and what you're doing for the dogs out there so that they can have an alternative to the pharmaceuticals okay because as we know big pharma and if you not just us it's not just us we're not just bashing on them every day for no reason we're bashing on them every day because we're tired of seeing sick dogs Yeah, that's that, and and we see sick dogs come through here all the time, and I think what gets what gets aggravating, right, is that we feel like we're not turning the light on in our pet parents' heads quick enough, because we're like, okay, this is raw, with nothing in it, right? We don't have all that stuff that you're going to see, and a lot of your commercial blends. It, it, the list is 25 long, you know, whether that is right. organic cucumin or, or flaxseed or this or that, I don't know what your dog is responding to in those type of foods. We don't have to deal with that in this line of food. Now, the other thing I would say, Neely, and you said it before that, if it's not listed, people think it's not good, right? So if or that
0: it's not in there, yeah, exactly
1: right? If we don't list all the vitamin E and C and D and E and F and you know, this and this and this, no, it's just, I guess we just expect people to know that. But like you've said, you would also have to do every single slaughter. And I don't, that's just probably not going to happen. So, um, all right. So here's a situation that, that I was, uh, somebody called me on yesterday their particular poop poop pooch (laughs) i'm going to the poop (laughs) their dog um got constipated okay now i put that in air quotes because we don't always know what what they mean when they say that right yeah but evidently this dog couldn't poop and um so uh, and i'll back up and tell you what she was feeding here in a second okay but but she took him to a Banfield. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. That's now, a. Mm, mm. <laughs> now, you guys, listen, let me tell you that Banfield is ultra, ultra corporate. Right. They it's have- owned
0: by it's owned by Mars. It's owned by a candy company, which owns all. the also owns the majority of the kibble companies. So um, there's a reason why they've bought
1: both. So anyway, continue. <laughs> right. So anyway, she calls me. Because this very young vet who works at Banfield said she needed my name and my number. Now I said, why don't you just have your vet call me? Okay. Um, this vet said you need to call that company and tell them that they're that they're gonna hurt your dog because it's impacted with bone. It's very sharp and it's cutting its rectum. I said, okay, we'll continue. Let's go through this a little bit and. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we hear this and we've done podcasts on that before, but I said, all right, so, so what's happening? Um, this is what they, they put her on. Well, first of all, they, they did some type of a fecal, right? And they said, oh my gosh, there's all this bone. This is terrible. And she said that this vet, she goes, she beat me up, made me feel like I was the worst pet parent in the world because I was feeding raw. Okay. Yeah. Now, See, that just goes to show you what
0: they teach them. They teach them that. And they have them so brainwashed that it, it's, it boggles my mind that you have people that are supposedly intelligent and smart enough to get in, accepted into vet school. And they convinced them that um, artificial stuff and better living through chemistry and pharmaceuticals is healthier than Mother Nature. And
1: I'm sorry. It's just not that way. Well, it's not even your word. It's our experience. It's seeing (laughs) over and over and over again. Come on.
0: Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true.
1: Okay. So let me tell you what they prescribed. Dry prescription diet. Okay. Okay. One. Uh yeah. number, number Remember two- how
0: I said that uh Mars owns uh owns Banfield? They also own the prescription.
1: Doctor. Well, it's the gastrointestinal one.
0: I yeah. said the gastrointestinal
1: one. Oh, okie doke Then she said that they prescribed an antibiotic. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to this, but I said, okay, what bacterial Uh, infection did they actually culture uh to prescribe this antibiotic and she said none which as we know is not really a thing either but continue but what i found out was the antibiotic that they prescribed was metronidazole now as you and i know metronidazole is typically prescribed for what neely diarrhea diarrhea we got a constipated dog Okay, yeah. uh, and then they also gave her remedil i said w- well, which
0: we just said uh <laughs> destroys uh cartilage and
1: causes uh organ damage and gut lining issues, okay, so yeah, so but but I said, why why are we doing remedil Well, because he was it was painful in his boot tight, I said, was he yelping? No how, how do they know it was painful well because it was it was ripped and it was bleeding to which they sent me pictures and it looks like an i said this looks like a normal anus to me but okay um okay yeah seems like and you'd then, be able to see blood right right and then they also gave her lactulose lactulose is a uh there's a lot of Vets that prescribe this so a dog can go poop, which all you have to do is give a warm enema, or maybe you just want to feed organs or tripe or bone broth. Okay,
0: so let's let's look at this. We're giving uh, dry food, which causes dehydration and sucks moisture away. We're giving metronidazole, which is for diarrhea, so that would be something that would cause a hardening of the poop. And we're giving uh, remedil for organ damage and joint damage. And we're giving uh, a a, uh, laxative to loosen the poop. So we have, first of all, all of those are completely unnecessary. And second of all, they're all working against each other.
1: Well, and
0: then. So how does that make sense?
1: Well, and then they also gave her, wait, but we're not finished. Wait, Wait." but there's more. Wait, but there's more. oh my gosh uh they also gave her uh provable uh probiotic okay so it's a it's a it's it's the provable line probiotic um to counteract the right and i said well it doesn't quite work that way it doesn't work that way um and and because her 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 upset was this one I've gone over here and I've just spent a, I think she said it was $900. What? hmm $900. And this was four days ago that she went to the vet and nothing was resolving in this dog. And I said, well. did she? Uh, was
0: she actually doing everything they told her to do?
1: I think so. But by the so time it got that, off the phone, yeah. she was. Oh, my gosh. She was headed back over there to uh give them back their food. But um but let me let me tell you what she was feeding. She was okay. feeding two high uh bone content foods lamb and and duck and rabbit. Okay. And duck and rabbit. Yeah those are like the highest and the highest bone content. Three duck feet a day.
0: Oh my god what kind of
1: <laughs> what kind of dog was it? It was like a it's like an Aussie type type mix. And I said, yeah, that's, that's probably a little too much bone. Okay. So. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I said, so we got to cut back. And so she wanted, she wanted to go with the boneless blends. And I said, I don't think you need to do no, that. But,
0: no, but, no, just, just quit giving three duck feet a day and you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> right. Or I said, let's go with an 80, 10, 10 or, yeah. you know, something like that. But, but, um, I said, for your peace of mind, so that you can kind of see and so you don't worry. And I said this, Niels, maybe you do want to do a boneless blend with better bone powder for a little bit so that you can. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, you that's know,
0: that's a good compromise.
1: Because I'm going to, I'm telling you, when something like that happens, then pet parents worry and then it doesn't work and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I just said, but here's what you want to do in the future. And so, um, we really do. Pet parents have to look at how much bone is going into a dog, and you should be able to see a, a day or so before that the poops are starting to get really hard, right? And and in that aspect, we need to back off. Yeah. But but uh, that's a lot of bone, and so that's a lot of bone. Yeah, that's more than I would even give a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. And so this dog was uh had a poop problem. But I can yeah. understand why she was angry. Number one, she was treated horribly. She was totally confused. Right? And then yeah. she was fleeced. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um That's
0: awful. I feel so bad for that dog. Right? Well, in right? the in the, the the lady too. I mean, yeah, that's got I, to be um Really like a going through a pinball machine going but through I, something I, like that but but I would say the worst
1: of the worst is banfield,
0: yeah banfield is absolutely the worst. do not go to banfield for any reason ever i mean' they're they,
1: horrible yeah that they're they're a fat they're a they're a um what what do i want to call them? they they are a machine right they
0: are yeah they have set protocols they have um um, like what you just said, you know they they're like they might as well be uh run by a total a i program which they probably are, but mm. um and then, as far as um vaccines, they do everyone known to man, they do um so they do all the the normal ones that most people have heard about, and then they do um rattlesnake giardia um all of the lime ones the corona ones um which by the way the corona vaccine for dogs has been out for decades and it has nothing to do with COVID or anything and it's always been it's always been a uh a no-go um what else is there that i'm not thinking of ridiculous ones i mean you can't vaccinate against a snake bite <laughs> you can't vaccinate against giardia you you well you can't vaccinate against anything really but even playing by their
1: rules that doesn't work I,
0: how about I mean, the canine
1: the canine flu vaccine That's oh
0: oh yeah flu that yeah and that one is awful um what else you, is there that I'm
1: forgetting you, you know what i wonder if um and i asked her this question i said did your vet explain to you if you give antibiotics for just in case what the harm could be? No, she didn't. D- did your vet by any chance explain what dry food does to the organs or the, uh, you know, the bone uh, when a dog is dehydrated and how that might not be the best for a constipated dog? No. Um, did did they explain um, uh, about the ability of a probiotic to build back bacteria that is totally gone and dead Uh, no
0: and especially one like that that is not any good anyway
1: well the reason they they don't they don't tell them is because they don't know i know but all this the and i said listen um have your vet call me
0: you're braver than me
1: (laughs) why (laughs) Because I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> oh my goodness i I just said have you know, because i I would like to ask them some questions, you know i'm because she put that out there, you're harming dogs, Let's talk about harming dogs, yeah, Shall we? yeah can we yeah can we just take a moment and talk about harming dogs, and, yeah. and I would say do you do you know the sixty five ways? do you know at least ten? Do you know any of the 10 of the 65 ways that the rabies vaccine can uh, hurt a dog? I mean, w- would they come up with anaphylaxis, ataxia, you know, uh, Hydrocephalus. a muscle tremor, seizures, uh, sudden behavior changes such as aggression? aggression, which I have someone right now. Fear asking. of shiny
0: floors, fear of loud noises. All you, all the dogs that are afraid of uh, fireworks, that whole thing, that is completely rabies vaccine. It's either um, from that particular dog being vaccinated or it's a miasm from generations previous. Uh, that's fear of loud noises, all that. That's all generated from rabies vaccine.
1: Well, how about skin issues that we see all oh, the yeah. time? Oh, yeah. You know, dermatitis, alopecia, hives, rashes, you know, the itchies. Um, oh, yeah. Right. And this is something that I that I was asking, you know, Dr. Jacek about the other day. I was like, you know, with with the epidemic of itchy dogs, what's the common theme here? Do we have a control group? Do we have a group of dogs who are not subjected to that versus a group of dogs that are? And which one of these dogs are more itchy? Right. So. Neely, I've got one of my one of my um uh employees has a German shepherd right now who is 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 got the itchies. It also has the ears right now, the ears on the outside of the ears where it loses the hair. Um she's gone through the leaky gut, she's gone through the yeasty beast. Nothing is stopping this dog. From itching.
0: Yeah, that's vaccines.
1: And and the question is is there any kind of homeopathy? Is there anything that you've seen that actually works against this? I mean, she's done the liver detox, she's done the anti-vax. She's she's had the dog looked at for skin mites. He also is very aggressive. Right? Very aggressive very anxious. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this dog and thinking, Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. There's multiple ways to, to approach that homeopathically. And, and there's roughly two, two ways to look at cases. So there's classical way, which basically tries to find a, a constitutional remedy, one single constitutional remedy that fits every single um, situation going on with that particular dog or person or whatever, which is incredibly difficult. And it's usually, usually more effective on a, uh, really seriously, seriously chronic, um, long-term ongoing situation. But, um, the, and then there's, practical homeopathy, which treats basically what's in front of you and, it, you know, things kind of go in layers. So, um, you treat what's happening right now, you know, and sometimes you have to dial things in because there's all kinds of underlying things. So, um, you have to have to look at a lot of different issues and um usually there's multiple remedies that um would be appropriate but um you never you never really know which one is going to work best with that particular dog until you try it so for acute things like that you know there's multiple things you can use for itching there's multiple things you can use for pain there's multiple things you can use for arthritis for um, diarrhea for constipation, all that kind of thing. Um, so, and there's usually multiple remedies that will help non-pharmaceutical. They're, they're, um, not, not expensive. They have no side effects. They have no toxic effects. Um, they're very effective. Um, as long as you choose the right one. And if you don't choose the right one, the only thing that happens is that nothing happens. No side effects, no danger. They are, st- they are medicines, So, you know, you don't, um, you don't want to go crazy, but um, they don't work like pharmaceuticals. It's like um, it, it you don't measure it in like, say for, for a Benadryl, one dose is like 15 or 20 milligrams or something like that, right? And so you dole out however many pills um, equals that many milligrams, right? So in homeopathy, one dose is just taking something one time. So that could be one pellet. It could be 30 pellets. It's not additive. That's, That's one dose. There's been instances where somebody's dropped the tube or spilled the tube or baby's gotten into it and eating the whole thing and they're fine. So you don't have any of the, any of the side effects, any of anything like that. Um, so there's no, there's no danger in trying something and figuring out which one's going to work. And in a lot of cases, not always, but in a lot of cases, it's like immediate, you know, like if you have a, um, an insect sting or a wasp sting or something like that. There's a, a couple of different remedies for that and the swelling goes away immediately. Um, so there's, a, in some acute instances like that you can have like within minutes, sometimes seconds, um, an effect for more, uh, for deeper situations and, more chronic things it usually takes longer to root it out and sometimes you go through you know so you'll have to adjust your your treatment position as you as you move along through things but um as far as curing something any kind of chronic something as far as curing it homeopathy is the only thing that will do it pharmaceuticals will not they never cure anything Homeopathy can i mean you know it's not going to be successful every single time but um to a hundred percent but you can pretty much always gain some kind of improvement and usually people come to homeopathy as a last resort you know they've
1: tried everything else and nothing worked how long would you say and and i know this is depending upon the dog right but let's just say um you've got a vaccine damaged itchy dog how long would they probably need to stick with homeopathy before they say uh, i'm going to go over and get the Cytopoint point their apple quill.
0: <laughs> um
1: well like i said sometimes you might you might
0: see a a change really quick you know within a within a couple hours or a day but in other cases it um, could take a couple of tries to get the right remedy or combination of remedies or right potency. Um, or it may take, may take a while to actually get to that point to where you see a difference, but you can rest assured you're not causing any kind of system damage or immune damage or any of those other things, cancer, anything like what, um, Cytopoint and Apoquil do you know, Cytopoint and Apoquil, once you use them, you have to keep using more and more and more and more and more. And eventually it gets to where they don't work anymore. And your dog is riddled with cancer and has organ damage and any other number of things, you know, so you've bought yourself what, a couple of years until, you know, until you get that point. So I, yeah.
1: Well, I think that this is a a way that you can absolutely help our listeners, right? If you've tried everything and something is just not working, um, sign up with Neely Piazza. You can find her. uh, She's the very first one on my experts page. She is our pet nutritionist here at Raw Dog Food and Company, and she will really help you figure out what is going on. All right. What is going on? It takes a lot more in-depth work than um, just emailing us right and if you want to email us about food um you know how much you should feed shipping that sort of thing yes definitely hit our chat site you can hit our i'm overwhelmed site that'll tell you how much to give your dog (laughs) um but but when we have these acute situations these situations that just have not been resolved and maybe you find yourself on more and more pharmaceuticals um get in touch with Neely Piazza, get signed up with her. She can spend a lot of time with you and help you figure it out and put you on the right track.
0: It can definitely be a journey. Cause you know, you might have, you have dietary issues you need to address and all this works together, right? Cause the body, um, everything is connected. Every, all, all pieces of the body are connected and even with the environment are connected. So it, it, um, it takes a while to, you know sort everything sort everything out and we're not again not always sometimes things are instant um and once you've had that happen once you've been in that situation where you've seen it happen instantly you're like oh my gosh um but some things are just so deeply rooted that um you have to really work at it to root it out
1: yeah and 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 i think that as you have said it is worth a it is it is worth a A shot to go down that because if not then we're going to find our dogs in in a more serious position and i think that that's sometimes confusing because you see some instantaneous results with pharmaceuticals but right and
0: sometimes people don't have the patience to wait it out they're like oh it's been it's been four or five days and i don't see anything different well no you know if you're gonna have true healing Sometimes it takes a while to get there. You right. know, the dog didn't get like that overnight, whether, you know, whether you just noticed it overnight or not. The dog didn't get that way overnight.
1: Yeah. And, and a lot of times you can also help people out with probiotics. I just want to say that you can look at there are so many crappy crappy, crappy probiotics on the market that are doing more harm than they are good. And so um, she can also look at all of the supplements that maybe you're giving, help you cut out a few, change up a few, uh, get rid of the ones that aren't effective. All right. Get your dog on a species appropriate diet. First and foremost, get them off of toppers. Okay. We see a lot of issues with toppers guys. Whenever people contact me and then want to know why their dog has diarrhea. Um, I'm, I'm usually like, well, what topper are you using? And <laughs> invariably there's a topper in there. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's pretty high in sugar. Right. Um, and so I see it. Uh, the, so, so our top reasons for um, uh, digestive upset or diarrhea, right. Or, or maybe even regurgitation is going to be something is being mixed in with the raw diet something inappropriate is in that mix whether that is a topper some type of kibble does not matter to me if it's core wellness uh from uh do- doesn't matter if it's, yeah. it's a hard pellet that's kibble okay so the those or or bad treats treats right? yeah treats or the wrong supplements, right? So these are our top four. There's other things that it could be, and Neely, you've mentioned those before, but um, just take a look at that. What else is in the mix, right? And if you are doing a mix of um, commercial and pure raw, take a look at what's in the commercial raw as well, all right? So these things do affect your pets. Another thing is if your pet is not as jazzed about the food as they have were in the past, how long you've been feeding, right? The same blend. The and same I talk- thing. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to somebody the other day and they, they were wondering why their dog was backing off a blend. And when I took a look they'd been on that same blend for about three months and I was like, well, that's why <laughs> that's it. And yeah, and- you can
0: create problems by not, by not uh, having uh variety you can totally create issues.
1: Well, and the other thing too, is that the the same grass fed, grass finished beef in the beginner's choice, the shepherd blend, the beef, the all-star bully, the Wolfram Plus, those are all the same great beef base, right? Those are all beef blends. Now, I think a lot of people think, well, if I do the all-star bully that has chicken tripe beef, then that's different than beef, but it's still beef, right? So- we have mm-hmm. to really look at that. And then the beginner's choice that has a a fish and a tripe and a beef and a high bone content. Um, so we, we just have to look at that. And I think, again, part of the fun of being a raw feeder is getting to give your dogs different varieties. That is part of the fun is, you know, yeah. mix and match
0: and this and that. And uh i wonder if they like this i wonder if they like that
1: i wonder you
0: know yeah
1: so i i get it that some people uh, price points change depending upon you know what you're feeding and i get it if you have the large dogs that sometimes it can be challenging um but, but i mean these days crappy crappy kibble is not any more are not
0: any cheaper right i mean unless you're feeding old roy or something you know the quote-unquote premium kibble which there is no such thing it's a oxymoron that just means premium price but most people that feed kibble are are feeding the you know um middle of the road or higher as far as price points go and those are not any cheaper than um Doing real food. There's a there's always where there's a will, there's a way. And if you look at it as in like the lady that we were, the dog that we were talking about earlier spent just spent nine hundred dollars. How many months worth of food was that?
1: I know, I know. So I sad. mean, and
0: you can't walk, you can't walk in and out of a vet's office without spending at least a couple of hundred, if not up
1: to, up to
0: that. That's like crazy. So I mean, how many months of food is that?
1: Thousands. I, you know, we hear we hear people that spend thousands, thousands. I'll I'll tell you this this quick uh, little story, real quick before before we hang up. I was talking to our daughter yesterday, who's a vet, right? Mm -hmm. There was a thirteen year old dog that came in, who she was actually adjusting for a, a chiropractic adjustment, and she felt that there was something else going on with this dog, so she said to the pet parent, let me do an X-ray. I'm not going to charge you for it. I want to do it for my own knowledge. Okay. So they did an X-ray and this dog had already had cancer once she did an X-ray and there was a mass. There was a mass in the, in the chest area. Amanda said, look, we, the cancer is back. And here's my advice. Do not vaccinate this dog again. Number one's 13. Number two, it has cancer. Yeah. But here was the response from the pet parent. Well, I, I'm not going to be able to board them. I'm not going to be able to take them to the groomer. I'm not going to be able to do this or do that if I do not get this vaccine.
0: Well, one, that's not, well, you're not going to have to worry about any of that if you do vaccinate it because the dog's going to be dead.
1: Well, true. That is, that is something that, 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 that was sort of said. Okay
0: you know, most everybody knows that I managed a a daycare boarding grooming facility for just almost 15 years. And yes, that statement is true, sort of, but not completely. So, you know, I help people work around that all the time. Plus, plus Colorado is a waiver state, which means that if there's a medical reason to not first of all, rabies is the only only vaccine that's required by law in any state that I know of, at least in this state and any of them that I know of. Some states are waiver states, which means if you can get a medical release from a from a licensed veterinarian, write you a medical waiver, then then you are legally don't have to have that dog vaccinated for rabies. Um, not all states are like that. Some states just don't care. It, it's like, well, if I give my dog this shot, it's gonna kill him. They're like, I don't care. You have to give it to him anyway. Some states are like that. Colorado is not, which is unusual, seeing as how much of a communist state we are. But that's beside the point. Um, So, and also, all of the uh, vaccine labels say um, only vaccinate healthy dogs. Do not vaccinate unhealthy dogs. Now, you tell me anybody that's going to say a dog with cancer is a healthy dog. There's a given medical waiver right there. Right? And that's the only one that's required by law. um you can go if if you have a facility that and there's no law that requires that a veterinarian give any of the others right, right so um you know, go buy the vaccine, peel the label, date it, and turn it in. If they hassle you for hassle you about it, go find another facility. I mean, there's ways out of that. If you, if it's important to you, there's ways out of that. Legal ways out of that, uh, and there's several illegal ones too. But we won't go there. Um, <laughs> right. um So you know, it's people. People just are trained. Either they don't care. Or they're they don't care enough to find out, or they're just so hardcore trained to think that way that they're like, oh well, I have to, I have to. There's there's not anything else I can do, you know.
1: Uh, yeah, and 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 we don't know. I mean, we what we do see, what we do see on the on the human side right now is that um, it appears from all of the information that I reviewed and that you've reviewed. If, if your dog has cancer and you're trying to fight the cancer, um, whether it's traditionally or um, homeopathically, you're going against yourself if you're injecting things back into their body. Why, why do we have to be current on a vaccine? Because we're afraid that, that this groomer or this vet or somebody is going to get bitten. And we were talking about this the other day can't you muzzle a dog that's one okay muzzle a dog one number two there is this thought that well they could have the rabies virus and it's not showing up in the dog yet but dr Jason and i were talking about this and she said here's the deal the the rabies so-called virus it has to travel up from the spinal cord into the brain and down into sort of the saliva area that's where we start to see the symptoms right of the homophobia the the uh the hydrophobia i'm sorry yeah whoa yeah (laughs) hydrophobia (laughs) hydrophobia and um she said so even if you were bit before it gets to the saliva area, that would not, that would not be. It's caused, not transmitted, right? It wouldn't be transmitted. So there's all of these sort of fallacies, right? Because I have heard, uh, uh, you know, the vets say, "Well, because we don't want to get bit," and I always say, "But you would know it." You would I know, know right? It. And then they say, well, well, "No, there can be asymptomatic, and and you wouldn't know it." Okay, right. well
0: that's total BS. Total BS. If it, <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's changing the rules. That's like, okay, well, there are no rules. We just have to, we just have to change whatever we think to fit our narrative. That's total crap.
1: That's sphincter news.
0: Well, and like I think we said this the, the last week too, but if people automatically think if a dog does not have a rabies vaccine it has rabies period mm-hmm. they just automatically think that if they're not vaccinated then they have it period they automatically think that and i'm like how does that work right it's ridiculous it's a it's it's a whole it's a whole
1: brainwashed system is what it is well as as we've seen uh, in so many different things it doesn't matter if it's true or not it matters if it takes hold
0: yeah 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 and again you know people are like well what about you know this sickness and that sickness i'm not saying that people and dogs and animals all don't get sick i'm saying that the reality of the situation is not what they tell you it is that's what Mm -hmm. i'm saying
1: right right, and again i go back to if you just think logically and you you follow it in its progression even if somehow a dog got bit by a rabbit animal, but it has to get into the saliva of the dog and the dog has to bite. It has
0: to bite well, and, then, and then it has to actually get past to the to the whoever got bit and then it has to actually manifest itself in whoever got bit, which you know that's a lot of ifs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've been bit. I don't know how many times. And yeah, I got the scars to prove it. Right. I'm not bragging about that. It's when you get bit, it's always your fault. It's never the dog's fault.
1: Really look at some of the things that we've been programmed to believe and back up and say, okay, okay. Does this even make sense? Well, does it make sense? And is it worth it? Right. So yeah. I was, uh, you know, just, and we'll talk about it on another podcast where, you know, I've had somebody contact me about rabies mayism, about their dog becoming ext- uh, aggressive. And I said, uh-huh. listen, read these articles. It's it just all these different uh, ways that you want to start understanding the pros and the cons because we're not getting that information. Right. Uh, I uh-huh. think that. We should be provided the information that says, "If you feed this, if you inject this, if you drink this, here are the possible um terrible outcomes like smoking, right? But if you choose to do that, you choose to do that. If you choose to smoke and cause you know certain things to happen in your lungs, so be it,
0: yeah, but look how long it took for um the the truths of what really could happen. To come out, I mean, it it um, affects the bottom line of all these corporations, and you know we're all run by corporations now. So all they care about is the bottom line. They don't they don't care
1: about what's true and what's not. Right. And you're right about that. They don't. They don't <laughs> care about that. Um, th- that's not a good business model to care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Although it is our business model, it is our business model, and uh I get it there there are beliefs out there, but there's a difference in beliefs and the research and the experience and what you have seen over and over and over again, and how you can connect the dots. Belief is just sort of like, oh, I just decided i I like that yeah, uh, so well, I'm gonna believe it
0: Crow Triple Seven says belief is the enemy of knowing, right. So, and, you know, um, pretty much in all facets of information in life, I'm finding that quote-unquote science is lying. All we can go on at this point is what we can actually
1: observe and see. Well, and and then look at the people who are being censored. Look at the people who who are being silenced
0: and find out what they're saying.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Exactly.
1: So there's a there's an article right now on Epoch Times. Right. And it says top doctors reveal vaccines, vaccines. What does it matter with me today? Top doctors reveal vaccines, turn our immune systems against us. Okay, so. You can read that and decide with that information if you want to look in to more information, um, but that's a far cry different than I just believe it or I don't believe it, right? So mm-hmm. you can look at these um, different things that that are being said in this article and then decide whether you want to progress on. Whether knowing, having the information, whether you actually want to put it in your body or not, I think is, is, is what our prerogative is. It's just like when they wanted to come out and take all of the big sodas. Right. So like we can't have all the big Cokes or the big sodas or the big sugary sugary drinks. We've got to regulate that. And I say, why, why do we need to go through all the money and regulate that? Just let, yeah, don't
0: regulate it. Put the information out. That's what I started saying when I first started studying about food and nutrition and the food industry and food supply and all that. It's like, it's not, it's not that you need to regulate it and protect the people. You need to give them access to the information, which is hidden. Right. The inform information, actual information about food supply and um how how stuff is raised, how animals are raised, how crops are raised, how farms are run, um how things are packaged, how things are marketed, how things are labeled, all that stuff. That that information is almost impossible to find. I mean, what really causes heart disease? What really causes diabetes? All those kinds of things. It, don't regulate things. Don't do more rules. And, you know, put people in in boxes, put the information out there, and I guarantee you people smart enough to figure it out. Well, and the ones that aren't, well, that's too bad. But I mean, you know, it's that's the problem is um, the information is censored, hidden, um, tort, you know. Statistics are massaged, uh, results are, um, you know, experiments are done from back to front instead of from front to back. Um, yeah, it's, it, people just need the actual information, let them make their own decisions.
1: Right. If, if you want to put the sugary stuff, the donuts and all that kind of stuff in your body, because it tastes good and it does because it has sugar. Well, just understand what could come down the pike, right? right. Same with smoking, alcohol, drugs, processed foods,
0: anything, right.
1: you know, right. um, we should have less regulation on that. And like you said, more information. This is a great article by Epoch Times. Uh, By Green Med Info, and Green Med Info is dedicated to investigating the most important health and environmental issues of the day, and they put a special emphasis on environmental health. Uh, Sayer G, who
0: runs Green Med Info, has a, a full, he's been collecting, um, health articles um in all different areas of health um for years and cataloging them and making kind of his own um um what do you call it pubmed Med, whatever it's called um yeah system it cataloging all those different articles that um are hard to find and that actually show the other side of the s- story so and he's he's the one that's married to kelly brogan um anyway sorry
1: so if you want to go to their site and sign up for their newsletter it's called greenmedinfo.com greenmedinfo.com and so uh a lot of good information there uh if you would like to move from i believe to i know (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Remember Neely Piazza, top pet nutritionist right here at rawdogfoodandco.com can help you in whatever situation you have, whether that's digestive issues, itchy dog, um, or we've got a dog that is not performing at their best for their age. All right. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com, go to our our, uh, learning center. Health experts, Neely's the first one right there. Click on that, and she will, um, she will get you taken care of. Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet today. Go to RawDogFoodAndCo.com, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, Neely. Bye, bye, everybody. Oh snap! <laughs>